This is the OCML Podcast. Enjoy local music. Hey everybody, welcome to the OCML Podcast. This is episode 69, and we have our Woo-hoo! awesome guest, uh, Nolan Davis from Rad Music, and also now from Orange County Music League. Hola. And uh, Kevin's finally back. Hi. And David's here too. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, David's So um, this time we're going to, you know, this week we're going to talk about... Um, what Nolan does, and a little bit of how you can help us do what we do. And so first off, Nolan, tell us a little bit about Rad Music and how that started. Uh, Rad Music started back in 2014. Um, I started doing sampler CDs for local artists. Uh, I thought that was um, you know, a really good way to get more artists out there, get, get a exposure for them in different ways. And um, after a while, I just started throwing shows. It was supposed to be like an occasional thing, but then like tours just kept hitting me up, and then it just sort of snowballed into me doing shows constantly. Um, and yeah, that's that's mainly what I do over in uh, Fresno. Mainly um, done a few other shows around California, but now I'm here with uh, NOC for uh, OCML. Yeah. So, um, what was the uh what was the most difficult part about getting that first sampler CD put together? Uh, trying to figure out how the hell to do everything. Uh, things like how do I you know, pay for all these CDs? How do I get them all printed? And uh, how am I going to burn all these CDs? Because I'm pretty sure I did that first sampler CD all on iTunes. And like I printed, like I, I, I burned every single one of those individually off of iTunes. I did like a hundred of them or something. <laughs> and uh, that was the most tedious thing I've ever fucking done. Yeah, I remember when we did our first sampler with you, which was, like, uh, what, I assume like a year after that when we did that first sampler? sampler. It, well, no, I think it was in like late 2014 or something like that. And uh, that one was way more organized than my first one. Yeah. Yeah. And Trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, that's the point. It's the name of the game, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and so, Kevin, let's let's ask you a question, too. Where the hell have you been? Everywhere. <laughs> it's been like 13 Everywhere. shows without you on here. Uh, yeah, I've been missing it, actually. Um, I got roped into building a trampoline park. Oh, how'd that go? Well, that was a shit show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, was it Peter? Peter. <laughs> um, yeah, my it was supposed to be a three-week build, and then it turned into five weeks, and then I got pulled into a bunch of private events for, like, GoDaddy and... Other freaking Justin Timberlake yeah, playing in a hotel to I, twenty people. I wasn't allowed to talk about it, but it cats out of the bag now. Uh, yeah, I just set up a private event for GoDaddy where they hired George Thorogood and the Destroyers, uh, Justin Timberlake, and some country artist, uh, the guy that does Red Solo Cup. Uh, What's his know. name? Solo Cup. Yeah, I mean, I fill you, you up. Let's have a party. And that's why people hate country. Well, I'm down for a party, but <laughs> if not If I that can song. sing it, you know it's a bad genre. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, oh, I'm not going to comment there. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I got, I got pulled into doing all these little uh, uh, corporate events and the L.A. Car Show and Circus de Blas. Mm, Circus de Blas. Circus de Blas. Ooh. Uh, so what was the most fun gig that you did? As much as I hated the trampoline gig, I think that was the most fun I've had on a job in a long time. Is it time. just because you got to bounce on the trampolines while you were still building them? Part of that, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was an interesting gig. It was the first gig I ever got kicked off of, and then like within three days, they're like, we need you. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. You jerks. <laughs> um, but it was it was good. It was a good thinking job. Like I got to build a park. I actually was just there for the opening not too long ago, and... Uh, 
It was cool to kind of see your work actually done versus like, you know, when I build a stage for a band like Metallica, it's like I spent all week building it and I don't get to see it in full swing. And then you're there at midnight to break it down. Yeah. And then it's like, (laughs) cool, I got to see it all off. I got to see him test everything, and then I get to see it all get torn down. I didn't get to see it actually. Fun time. And it's in its whole swing of things. So yeah. it was it was really cool to see a final finished product. I guess that is something that you don't really see too often. No. Um, so Nolan, sir, um, when you moved down here, like uh, what inspired that? What what inspired me to move down here? Yeah. What, what was the uh, uh, well, I've always enjoyed Southern California, and uh, I really like Orange County itself. Uh, when you guys had essentially made me an offer to uh, join the team, you know, it was, uh, you know, you guys covered every problem I had. I was like, well, I need this. I'm like, oh, got it covered. Oh, I, I, need, I need this. And you're like, yeah, I got it covered. And so I was like, well, fuck you it. You covered everything this. except for a girlfriend. That you yeah, you got you to find that yourself. Yeah, that's what yeah. Tinder's for. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe. <laughs> um so uh now that you're down here what uh what are you the most excited about uh excited about doing uh events at bigger venues and uh really uh, gonna you know giggle when i see uh you know something that i worked on with like a house of blues logo or an observatory logo or you know something like that and it's like cool that was me i did that yes <laughs> The excitement is real. That laugh says it all. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, how long did it take you to cultivate a scene over there in Fresno? I mean, there is one existing, but when you moved over there, you pretty much had a lot of success building your own brand within like a three-year span. Yeah, um, you know, Fresno's always had a very vibrant scene, and I'm very lucky to be a part of it. (laughs) Um, But uh, for you know, for certain things, you know, for for certain genres, uh, there there wasn't necessarily a scene, and it took a long time of just constantly booking shows and just losing my ass on every single show just to get you know that to be a regular thing, uh, the get the scene to be a regular thing, and uh, you know, I, I was doing shows in record stores, in warehouses, and uh. It did anything to make sure that the shows were still happening. So uh, it, it's it's a lot of time. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and, and a lot of tears uh, for myself and my wallet. So. Tears of frustration. Well, that's, that, right? that's why we have emo nights now, right? So we can all go cry together. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys so Have much. you seen any difference? I'm between... so glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any difference between Fresno and California, like Southern California? Like uh, I was about to say scenes? Fresno is California, but... Uh, difference between like uh, Fresno and Orange County. Yeah, like and... how how are people more into like the local music scene in Fresno? Because there's not a lot yeah. going on in comparison to Southern California with Disney and all well, this other bullshit. Uh, well, with uh, with Fresno, Fresno's very much about their locals to the point that it's it almost detrimental because uh, they they focus on their locals to the point where like they don't get any sort of outside influence. I mean, it's it's good how much they focus how much Fresno focuses on their local scene. Uh, but there's not very much outside uh, con- outside ideas or influences coming in. Um, so it, you get kind of since it's it's not necessarily as big as Orange County, where like you know a, a local artist can sound like they're from England because that you know they're they're around so much different stuff. Uh, with Fresno, it, since it's a little bit farther away from everything, it's harder for an outside influence to come in. Um, so you get kind of stuck in that, I guess. 
I'm not really sure if that answered the question at all, but um, it kind of did a little bit. Yeah, uh, I mean, with with with, I would say that Fresno's local scene is actually more vibrant than Southern California's local scene, um, and that's not to knock Southern California by any means. It's just way more difficult here uh, for locals, I would say. Um, for Fresno, you know, you have like a couple spots, and you and you you can all work together with with things because people are very supportive of of local artists, at least at least in my opinion. Uh, in in Southern California, it seems as though it's a little more difficult to get someone to go to a local show because there's so many so many other bigger things happening, so many other bigger events happening. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's pretty much how I've felt for the past five years doing this. Is just that there's so many things that you could do that you know what makes this stand out and yeah, and you know that's that's what's interesting about uh, Southern California scene because uh, in order to make it. In Southern California, like you gotta, you gotta fucking work for it. Um, Kevin and I were talking earlier about, um, you know, making it in Vegas as a DJ is near impossible, and so it's kind of the same concept here. Where if you know you don't play all of your cards right in Southern California, like you're not gonna go anywhere, and um, it just makes artists work that much harder to be individuals and have, uh, you know, their own specific brand, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, it, there's just so much other stuff as well that's outside of entertainment around here. Oh, um, yeah. And what is, uh, I guess I I just got curious about, you know, when you're at a show down here, everybody's got their fucking cell phone in their hand, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like watching the show through their screen instead of just like watching the show. Is that the same or is that a little bit less? Oh, that's just the world. <laughs> so public service announcement from the SML podcast. That, that Put your fucking me. phone in your fucking pocket. Like <laughs> I'm trying to watch the show, not your screen. Um, and so is everybody else. And it's way more fun when you cheer and you jump up and you're a part of the show than when you just stand there and watch it through the screen. Like you're on that screen every day anyways. Like get get off. I'm on it right now. Yeah, yeah, you see, <laughs> even right now. I have two going right now. Yeah. yeah. I got Pokemon Go and Walking Dead. Hell yeah. Oh, boy. No, no, I totally agree with that statement. I was at um, a show a couple months ago. I was seeing uh, Arch Enemy for the first time. And, nice. And uh, somebody else, I forgot who. Um, this kid right in front of us just cell phone the entire damn show. It's like... Why did you pay to go to the show when you could have just watched a YouTube video on your yeah. phone? Like on a, yeah. on a higher quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was agitating. It's like at one point I actually tapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, "Hey, man, can you actually tilt it this way so I could see the guitar solo going on?" What do you say? What do you say? Oh, dude, he gave me the nastiest look. Like, like, Rah, what are you doing? Telling me what to do? It's like, bro, you're, you're in my way, you little midget. I want to knock the shot out of his hand because I'm a dick, but. But yeah, why, no. why why do you have to watch it through your screen? Like you watch everything through your screen every day. I, I it just I, doesn't make sense to me. I'm a firm believer memories are made with the people you're around and the place that you're at. Not uh, not something that you can take home on a screen, man. I remember being a kid and your parents taking photos of you at a certain location. That was because that was a special thing. And you it's not like they're taking photos of you walking there. Eating ice cream there, <laughs> yeah. Jumping in a bounce house. It was like a one-time thing. Sitting on a perverted thing. Santa's lap. <laughs> you know, like, oh look, look at him eat spaghetti. He's a fat ass. Um, no, dude, fucking, just remember it. Yeah, and yeah. don't do drugs. Remember it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> well, that's public service. Anyway, Kevin. it's, it's going to have Kevin back. Um, <laughs> Um, Nolan, what was the what's what's the most fun show that you've ever booked in Fresno, and uh, why? 
Oh my god, there's a, there's so many of them. Uh, I know, but just one. <laughs> uh, you could only pick one. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, oh Jesus. Um, Every time you say um, I'm gonna slap you. Yo, we're gonna have a drinking. <laughs> we're have a drinking game later, and we have to take a shot every time I say um. And well, we're gonna be all in the that's hospital. That's gonna be later. me this Monday. Well, you know, you really didn't say um that much. much. Uh, it's it's a lot of um until now. It's a lot of ums. now. It's just every word. It's a lot of <laughs> ums. If but, not, uh, let's skip the question. And uh, what advice would you give any promoter that you know wants to start booking their own shows? What, would uh, you stick to the online platform of like just? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or do you actually print out flyers and hand them out? Uh, it depends on the show. Um, if you're doing like a, uh, I don't know, if you're doing like a rap show, um, flyers may not be like the the main thing you want to. Uh, um. Yeah, see, uh, the main thing you, that you want to put your money into. Uh, whereas most of those followers are going to be on like Instagram or Twitter or something like that. Uh, but if you have like a metal show or uh, if you have like an EDM show, like you might want to pl- print flyers for that. Uh, it sounds a little weird for most people to have flyers for an EDM show because that's, I mean, like it's not really a thing in SoCal except for like big festivals. But uh, there's lots of like underground uh, raves and stuff like that that you want to flyer up. But for a Fresno promoter, uh, the the main thing I would suggest is to just. Uh, just constantly work and like go to everybody's shows because that the best way for you to get an outside influence while still staying in Fresno is to go to all these other shows and get ideas from other people. And, uh, you you never want to really compete with other people. Like you're, I mean like everyone is competition, but like if you treat them like they're competition, like you're not going to go anywhere. Like trying to be a big fish in a little pond doesn't fucking mean anything. So don't ever try to do that. Join a school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, analogy of the day. Uh, Ironically, <laughs> I just caught a magic carp too. I was going to say, like, <laughs> why are you thinking about fish? Um, playing a Pokemon over here. But um, yeah, I, I like that advice. Um, again, that's like something that we talked about last week on the on the episode with just David and I, where we were, um, you know, just talking about going out and meeting other people, and that's how people meet you. Like, they're not going to find you in the billions of people on Facebook. Yeah. You know, like you have to go make a personal connection. Um, you know, again, back to the screen thing. Like, get, yeah. get off the screen and like shake somebody's hand, yeah. and they'll remember you. Yeah. Except for David. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, do you implement that same strategy? from shows to your actual brand because you are one of oh, the yeah. few that, that were able to like build your brand within three years and we know a lot of promoters that can't even get you know people to their shows or complain that they can't grow a team yeah I mean like I do I mean I have I have a, a team of people that do stuff for me um, but uh, for the most part it's just kind of me um, with uh, I, 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 and like I was always friends with everybody anyways that was throwing all the other shows and so it didn't make any sense to like all of a sudden like be mean to them or something like that. And like if they're doing something dope, like I want to work with them, and I don't want to like take it over for myself because like I, that's not my brand. It's not going to work if I try to do it, kind of thing. Um, but I love collaborating with a lot of my friends down there. Um, there's a lot of my friends in Fresno that I haven't been able to collaborate with in a while, uh, but uh, we'll 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 get it working eventually. Now, do you think uh, you and I were talking about this a couple days ago? We went to go see Emo Night, and yeah. the long the line was longer than the Wick. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> office. Um, you mentioned that there might be a new position that might come up in the whole local music scene, like the um, hire the promoter for hire. 
mm-hmm. that goes from one brand to another, like booking uh, shows like the old school wrestling thing. Do you yeah. think that might be a thing in the future that might you know rise? I mean, that, I would think that would be pretty cool because uh, I was yeah I was saying how like you know I work for Rad Music, I work for Orange County Music League, and I work for Numbskull Productions. And uh, you and know, your brand, like I see yeah. you booking shows for you know Rad, and then still doing us. Yeah, and it's a it's a, like a twelve hour job almost. Yeah, like, I now I know what John Safari goes through when yeah. he used to book every fucking show. Yeah, uh, you know I'm on my laptop Hell. for ten hours a day, and uh, it's I, I my my goal with that is just I want all the dope shows to happen. Uh, I'm I don't really necessarily care who it's with, um, as long as it's not like some shit promoter. Like I want it to happen. And uh, I think it would be cool if there was some sort of position um, later on down the road where someone is basically just like independent hire and like they just talent buy for like random people. Um, I've seen people uh, join onto agencies and like, oh, you know, I've, I've, I'm bringing my roster onto this agency or something like that. And that's, that's really cool. Um, but you are putting everything you have into something else. And what are you going to do if that falls through kind of thing, you know? And it's not necessarily that. Uh, you're trying to be selfish or look out for yourself, but like it's also good to have a variety, and you learn a lot of different things from a lot of different people. Um, I, yeah, working for Numbskull Productions, I have learned more than I could have ever possibly imagined, and it's uh, it's not something I would have done if uh, and you know working at, under Rad Music, like it's little little tiny things that I did at shows and like um, things that I learned by doing it from experience it's not something I would have learned from numb school you know like it's it's you you learn from as many as many places as you go and I try to uh, encourage everyone to go out and experience everything possible because that's the only way to learn I mean that's true and one thing that you kind of uh, taught us again was your method of going to other people's show yeah and kind of learning what they do, the the vibe of the crowd that attends yeah. those type of shows. It's something that these uh, Kevin and John used to do a lot, and he talks about how, you know John that how he used to do that shit when mm-hmm. he was starting OCML to kind of get the whole grasp of the local yeah. music scene. And it was also more because I had time then because I didn't have a show every night. So, <laughs> um, but that's not a good excuse, you know. Like I make that excuse, and it's still a bullshit excuse. Yeah, like, well, Nolan goes have to two make shows time. a night. You have to make time to go to other people's yeah. shows. And I mean, it's a little different because we don't have a lot of shows at the moment. But still, like, it's e- just the off season, it, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. Like, there's always a show, and and there, there's always a reason to go is because you're gonna play a show soon too, and you want people to go there. Yeah. And like, you have to be like what you want to like get from other people. Yeah, right? you, have to, you know, you have to lead by example. Yeah, exactly. You know, all those like things your mom told you they were true. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Nolan, what's um, what's one thing that you would like to do um, as an event? Like, what's your, like, your dream event? Uh, my dream event? Without giving it away so someone can steal it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's simple as fuck. I mean, my, my dream event would be to have, like, a Coachella-sized event, but, um, you know, it's with a bunch of music that I, I like. Um, it's not So, th- the opposite of Coachella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would never happen. Like my, You gotta start small. Yeah. Uh, uh, Coachella... Chodella. 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 Oh my Smaller god. Coachella. <laughs> Chodella. There we go. That was good. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, well, stay tuned for Chodella. <laughs> uh, we'll still get, we'll, we'll still get sued for using the Ella. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, 100%. <laughs> no, dude, we're, we're taking it from that Umbrella song. 
Oh, oh Jesus. No. Oh, boy. Well, I just did right, myself. Well, God damn it. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show this week, Nolan. And yeah. um, I'm looking forward to a lot of really cool fucking shows this year um, and in the years beyond. But um, we're going to leave you guys with a song today from today. In the Wake of the End, and it is called Owls. Woo! Woo-hoo. <laughs>
Get the best local bands on stage and online at OCML.us. Enjoy local music. 